the den. So go tell a friend. The best podcast on earth is about to begin. We got jokes and news and movie reviews. After Dark NC-17 with the crew. Interviews with the best artists around. So like, comment, subscribe. The show start right now. Let's go. Like, comment, subscribe. The show start right now. Welcome to Down in the Den. It's your boy Mars, man. And I am so excited today because I'm talking about something that's near and dear to my heart. And I got somebody with me today that is probably one of the few people that is more knowledgeable than me when it comes to this Marvel Universe. My man, the bedocious Black Bat, a.k.a. Triple B. He is a Marvel fanatic. Man, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you. And thank you for that uh, that intro right there, man. <laughs> hey, man, you're more than welcome, man. We've known each other online for probably close to a decade in our mutual love of Very Marvel. Close. Yeah, our mutual love. So I am happy to have him here in the flesh, kind of, to talk about what's going on. So you guys, if you've been listening to the show, you know I've always done reviews of all the Marvel shows, all the Disney Plus shows. But I saved the last three episodes of Loki for a specific reason, because I wanted to have somebody with me that I knew really loved the Marvel Universe. And and so we're going to do it. But before we get into Loki... Let's talk about the recently released Black Widow. Now, you've checked it out, correct? I'm ready. Let's get yes, into sir. it. So let's get into <laughs> the good, the bad, and the ugly. This, Mar- this Marvel movie was supposed to come out May 2020, and obviously with the pandemic, we had a whole almost two years without Marvel. So did you see it in the movies, or did you do the Disney Plus? Uh, um, I, I I did the Disney Plus. I debated about going to the theater, but I, I I don't know if I'm ready yet for you know. Not for Black Widow. I would go for yeah. uh, you know Black Panther. <laughs> Shang maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. See, I'm, I'm ready for Shang Chi. I'm I'm a big fan. I'm probably one of the only huge Shang Chi fans. So no, I love Shang Chi and. Yeah, I'm definitely going for that. But with the delay of Black Widow and it being so grounded, and we all, to me, the stakes weren't there because we know how she dies. Yeah. And that's one thing about... Well, we were robbed. We were we robbed, robbed of any stakes because they they should have put Black Widow in between Endgame, or not Endgame, but Infinity War and Endgame. Absolutely. You know what instead I mean? Instead of, of shoehorning in Karen, uh, Captain Marvel, I almost call her Karen Marvel. <laughs> She's kind of Karen Marvel. She's by far my She's least favorite Karen, Karen vibes, You know what I mean? Absolutely. So let's get into good, man. What did, what did you think was good about Black Widow? Um, I, I thought even though they made a, a running joke kind of out of Red Guardian, I mean, Dave, David Harbour just nailed it. Nailed it. I mean, his performance was amazing. He, he was a scene stealer, in my opinion. Indeed, and kiss absolutely. I, I love the intro. The intro was strong. I mean, they established the 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 core of the film, you know, which was family from the very beginning. And I loved it. It almost felt like a Cold War setting, even though uh, it, it was like the early mid nineties, maybe. Yeah. But it had the Cold, Cold War vibes, kind of. Um, Scarjo nailed it. I thought. I thought. Florence, Florence Pugh was, I mean, she was the standout performance for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I, thought, I thought she was excellent as, as uh, Yelena Belova. I agree. I think the whole cast, except for the villains, it went back to the phase one trope of having weak villains. Yeah. Um, but yeah, David Harbour's Red Guardian was awesome. I pray we have more of him. Uh, I could even see, uh, you know, them doing a Disney Plus show down the line. Uh, once you bring their things off the air, he's hilarious. Uh, he's a physical actor, but he's a talented actor. He he kind of reminds me of Batista, where he can play a big menacing guy, yeah. but he can play it with heart and with the heart like, of gold, the heart of gold. So I yeah. love, and you know his lying. That was he lying? Do you think he was lying when he said he fought Captain America in the eighties, or do you think it could have been? variant cap from going back and dropping off those affinity stones. Now, see, I, I don't think they seeded that in there for any, for no reason. I agree. You know what I mean? I agree. I, I Like you said, 
at that time, I want to say he was talking about like the late 80s, maybe. Because yeah, he was, he was inactive in the 90s because he was on that, that spy mission. Right. So it, there was no way that Cap was, our Cap was out of the ice yet. Right. So I'm, I'm thinking it had to be um, 70s, 80s, like one of those where, where Cap like returned to stone or something. I agree. I, I don't think Marvel plants seeds without planning on growing those seeds. Now, those seeds may be 10 years down the line. I know Kevin Feige, <laughs> yeah. you know, they said he has a plan up to like 2033 or something. So God knows uh, what's in store. But I definitely think there's something there uh, now. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think the cast was awesome. I think ensemble in an ensemble cast, man. Excellent. Excellent. And, you know, ScarJo was a producer on that. So. Kevin Feige oh, he, was, he was the executive, one of the, the executive producer. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Feige said, you know, she chose to bring that ensemble and elevate them because she really could have just made it all about her. And I think oh, she yeah. did an excellent Easy. job world building. Now, what do you think about the bad of, of the oh, movie? Wow. There was definitely some flaws, in my opinion. Um, I felt like the third act was kind of sloppy. I mean, all, all it had the Marvel formula, so that keeps it from being, you know, mediocre, I guess. But I just felt like the third act was kind of sloppy. The the pheromone thing with the the main villain, it, it was just, it was really weird and kind of just, I won't say jarring, but it was just kind of horny. And it, like, I, I thought to myself, well, stop breathing and just shoot him. Like, hold your breath for, like, two seconds, sir. Yeah. I don't know if it's, like, once you sniffed it, I guess, it's in your body and, it, like, it's permanent or, or you're in the vicinity or I don't know. Well, I know, I think her, the character was Melina, her, her mother figure. I know yeah. she said that you could... Iron, own... She's Iron Maiden in the comics. Right, she's Iron Maiden in the comics. So that's why she was kind of like a quasi-villain, I yeah. feel like. And she said you could only sever the nose. Like, because remember... Uh, Black Widow said, hey, can I just hold my breath? And she's like, no, not good enough. You have to actually sever the nerve. The nerve. Yeah. But even... That's still even, weird. And the thing, she said that all of the Black Widows, even her, had mm-hmm. it. But at the end, Yelena blew up the helicopter that he was in. She shouldn't have been able to do that. You know what I mean? So I, it was just like, that didn't make well, sense that, See, that's why I'm saying since they were saying it was ba- based on pheromones and you had to smell it. I feel like you had to be in the like immediate vicinity and then it takes time for it to like wear off. I mean, that's the only way it makes sense to me. Yeah. She took a hell of a risk, you know, that you, you just trust it. Boom. On yeah. the spot. Yeah. I also thought besides the, the whole villain being a, a, a little weak, uh, with, um, Drakeoff, just just kind of get being, enough screen time either, in my opinion. No, no, the, you know we've heard about Drakeoff's daughter since the Avengers in 2012, yeah. and for him to just have that little bit of screen time, if anything, Melina was more of a villain than he was because she was actually designing she the what gave him his power, everything. So I'm and like, she kind of got to like skate away with no consequences. Kind of like Wanda did at the end of WandaVision, which Melina did way worse than what she did. In way my worse. I mean, it was child trafficking. It was, yeah. you know, and we know, obviously Marvel's not going to touch on it, but we know that the Red Room picked these young girls, not only because he felt that girls were an endless resource, but you know they were using them for sex missions and things of that nature. Oh, so yeah. Used, they were, I mean, that's it's kind of the whole red room is based on kind of like Soviet era spy, yeah. espionage stuff, and you know you had the whole ballerinas and actresses and different mm-hmm. things that were that were actually you know spies or assassins or whatever. So you know they were having them doing all kinds of underhanded stuff. Yeah, I mean if if even if you remember in the first Avengers. When we go on to Black Widow, she's in a mini skirt with the pumps tied up. You, how do you think she got there? They probably, you know, 
to use her feminine charms, and that was working with Shield. So, yeah. Now the ugly, and I think we're going to be in the same place. Which yeah. Is, what do you think about the ugly of that movie? The ugly for me was the task, not just the Taskmaster reveal and the unnecessary gender swap, in my opinion, because because the gender swap really wouldn't be that much of a big deal if they nailed the character. Right. If you, right. If you nail the character, people are going to ignore that, in my yeah. I think, Absolutely. in my mind. I, I think a lot of fanboys such as ourselves, we get a lot of... Um, People think, oh, you know, if they change the race, if they change this, change. If it's done well, we don't mind. If, if it elevates the character in the story, then that's great. That's I'm great. No, nobody complained when they made Nick Fury black because they no, elevated they it, and and they made it great. And nobody complained uh, when they made. Um, there was a, there's been a couple of, of swaps. Um, some of them I didn't like, of course, Captain Marvel, which is my least favorite Marvel movie. When they yeah. stopped Marvel, I didn't like that. But you know, I, I had the same problem with that. It wasn't the fact that they made Captain Marvel, the original Captain Marvel, a woman. It was the fact that they made her a weak. I mean, she she should have like at least some kind of powers or, or something. Something. She was definitely. And she didn't get much screen time either. I thought, man, they gave the original Marvel the shaft. That's that's how I felt. I agree. I agree. This is my opinion. No, no, you're 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 absolutely right, and uh, I'm the same with you. Like Taskmaster is one of my favorite villains, um, or anti-hero, uh, whatever he is. I, don't, I guess he's not really a villain. Yeah, I I agree. Taskmaster is one of my favorite characters. I was looking forward to having them interact with Deadpool eventually and join that relationship, and they essentially made it a Terminator. I'm like, you could have just. Drakeoff could have had an android if you're going to do that. Yeah, I, I I had a big problem with that. It, was, it wasn't, it was, I mean, the that's what made the reveal more jarring for me is that it, he, the whole time Taskmaster was, like you said, a mindless, like, drone. I mean, she literally had three speaking lines. And I can't, I... I it's hard for me to pronounce her name, uh, Andrea Korolenko or something. Yeah, Olga, Olga, yeah. Olga it's a Russian name. Yeah, the but only she's, Russian. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what gets me. Taskmaster is not a, a Russian. <laughs> you got all these Americans or whoever British playing Russians, and then the one Russian person in the actress in the movie gets three, three speaking lines. Is he gone? Uh, that's it. Wow. I was like, oh man, they did her wrong, man. Because she's she's a good actress. She is. She's very good. She was in a couple of Bond movies and things of that. Yeah, age. oh yeah. Really talented, uh, beautiful young lady and, and and that head. And she is you're right, she is gorgeous, actually. Gorgeous. She would have been a good another black she could have literally just been and we've seen Marvel do it with Ironmonger, with Killmonger with mm-hmm. Ant-Man. Usually the villain in the first movie is a carbon copy version, an evil version. They could have just put Olga as Drakov's daughter, who was just motivated by almost being killed and just make her another Black Widow. It didn't have to be Taskmaster. Yeah. Or, or swap and make her Iron Maiden. Yeah. Or make Taskmaster like just a mercenary that she hired to get vengeance on it, or or have Taskmaster the real Taskmaster trained her, right? Like he designed the suit, and you know he could be like, yeah, I stole this tech, this Iron Man mm-hmm. tech, and you know I designed this suit. I can do it naturally, but this suit is going to be the next thing. If all these Black Widows have this anything, that would have been amazing. Anything <laughs> they should have called us. Wow, and, man! <laughs> I want to see your version of the movie. Yo, man, I, I literally, when I see those movies, I take notes and I'm like, oh, man, I would have done this. I would have done that. It would have been so much better. But enough of Black Widow. Overall, I still like the movie. I give it about a seven. Oh, yeah. I, I liked it more. I would say I liked it just as much, if not more, than Captain Marvel. I, I like it like more. The- yeah. So, so with me, it's been, what, 24 Marvel movies? 
And I usually have them in the three tiers. Like we have the, oh, okay. like for me, I have the flawless one. So we have like Black Panther, the first oh, Avengers, yeah. the first Iron Man, Winter Soldier, in-game, yeah. um, uh, Infinity War, especially Infinity mm-hmm. War. Uh, those are like my flawless movies, like perfect Marvel movies. And then I have mm-hmm. my like really good, like Guardians of the Galaxy one or two, Ragnarok, um, uh, a couple more. And then I have the ones that I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah. like Thor: The Dark World, Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel. Well, I like Ant-Man, but most people would put Ant-Man in that category as well. I like Ant-Man. I would put Ant-Man in the middle grade category for me, both Mm Ant-Man 1 and 2. I I had no problem with Ant-Man. Like, Louis alone, I could watch a spinoff of him. I could watch a whole show. (laughs) What was that little security company? Uh, not, no, I'm thinking of Friday. I'm about to say Top Flight Security. Uh, yeah, well, they was like Top they Flight Security. Were. Him and T.I. Oh, man. <laughs> and, the, and the Russian dude. <laughs> so it doesn't hire Mike Epson. I know T.I. won't be in Ant-Man. Uh, oh, that sucks. He was great. He was great, but, you know, the, the yeah. charges, you know, Marvel has to. But I They got to get ahead of that. Yeah, I would love someone like Mike <laughs> Epps to, you know, step in the role or something like that. He would be hilarious. Uh, working with with um, Scott Lang and everything, so let's let's move on to Loki, man. Oh, oh man, oh man, I'm ready. I, I I'm ready to go down the rabbit hole, man. <laughs> I literally was up at three thirty a.m. every morning, okay. uh, every Tuesday, well, technically Wednesday morning when it came out to watch it, and then I would watch it again on my lunch break, and then I would watch it again at night. So I was watching one That's episode. That's awesome three times in one day. Uh, I love the show. By far, my favorite Disney Plus show of oh, three. Easy. Hands down. I don't think anybody no contest. will debate that. I think we can say that's established fact in, in law. I think right now, for me, it's um, Loki, WandaVision, Falcon, and the Winter Soldier in that order. Um, but let's talk about it. Uh, the good, what, what, what do you think was good about the show? It, it is almost endless, but, but let's talk about the good. Um, I know some, some people are always looking for that, the action and an explosion every five minutes or something, but it, it had the action, but the action, it, the action in Loki always had a purpose. Like it was always seemed like to be pushing the story forward and man i just the writing was so tight like this i think the writer i can't remember his name michael right now Waldron. michael Thank Waldron. You. he came from that that made Waldron. all the difference i think for this show he is Waldron. He, he he wrote dr strange the final draft of dr strange too and uh, he's he's been a writer on rick and morty i think yes, if i'm not absolutely. mistaken he he is a writer on Ricky Morton Rick and Morty, as well as the writer of Quantum Mania is a writer. And you know, Rick and Morty oh, wow. deals with parallel universes and multiple. Yeah. So Marvel was genius for grabbing these guys who already have a very good concept. I love Rick and Morty. So mm-hmm. Michael Waldron did a bang up job. Like the the level of writing on that compared and don't get me wrong, I love WandaVision. I love Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They're great. But it's really like, oh shit. Like when when, when you see what he did. The, with the, the gap is huge. The gap is pretty it, it's pretty bad. When you look at the gap, you're like, wow. I'll, I'll say this. Now, Jack Schaefer, I wanna I can't remember if she was a showrunner for WandaVision, but I know she was the head writer. She was I, the head writer, yeah. Because like she was from Agents of Shield. Yeah. And the Disney Plus shows don't really have show writer, runners. Like Kevin Feige is in charge of it all. So they don't okay. really have show runners. They have like head okay. writers. Um, but yeah, she was from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And WandaVision, I think, was really a victim of the pandemic. Because they said they were still editing the last episode like 24 hours before it came yeah. out. And, you know, they changed stuff. They've recently changed stuff. Well, they stuff. took Doctor Strange out. And that, that was a big... Pro- that was more of a problem for me than the Quicksilver boner. 
Yeah. Because I, him not being at least showing up at the end or at least if you don't want him, that's why I hated Kevin Feige's explanation why the the white man's flaming. I thought that was just, man, I won't even touch that. That <laughs> but, was a rehearsed answer by far. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it was a made-up answer, actually. Oh, it was. It was. And I think that they could at least put him, even if it was astral projection, contact the Wanda in the after credit scene. Because I, I, have you heard about the the CGI that they CGI'd his astral projection into the end of WandaVision now? They, they it's like hard to spot, but it's there. Yeah, no, you can see him drifting in into her cabin, yeah. and they added more trees to make it. Because I think when we pick up with her in uh, Multiverse of Madness, that's mm-hmm. going to be the scene, and we'll see him drift in, and his astral projection will probably meet her astral projection. And it'll be like, no, the if they do that, that that helps me a lot, a lot for a lot. for Wandavision for me. <laughs> Absolutely. I know it's a small well, maybe it's, it's not small to me, but I, maybe I'm nitpicking. I don't know. I, it literally, the stuff that they took out and the writers talked about this, and once again, Loki had the ability to be released after the pandemic had yeah. pretty much got more under control. So they had more time, but with WandaVision, they're rushing to get it out. Um, they were mentioning, you know, that Senior Scratchy was supposed mm-hmm. to turn into a big demon and have this battle with uh, Boner, the kids, and um, Monica Rambeau. Mm-hmm. Um, so they Mon- had- Monica Yambo. Yeah, yeah. Woo. yeah. <laughs> Monica Cakebo. Oh my God, man! I'm like, I'm about Woo. to be a villain. Woo. Um, man, but yeah, you know that 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 was I think a, and same thing with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They had to reboot a lot of the storyline. Oh, the pandemic really that that hurt. That uh, want I mean hurts. Falcon and Winter Soldier the most. Big time, they scrapped a whole storyline, a whole subplot, because it was going to be a virus subplot. That was in the containers, and then they changed it in post to make it mm-hmm. antidotes and things of that nature. Because you you could see in that scene, um, one of the first big action scenes where they're fighting on the semi trucks, and right. Bucky goes in the back, and he says, "What are they, you know, transporting or stealing?" He said, "It's vaccines." Yeah. Yeah, and then that that scene with uh, Mama Donia or whatever yeah, her name Mama was, uh-huh. she was like dying or whatever it was, and they did, I forget what it's called in like filmmakers speak or terminology, but they did a voiceover ADR, yeah, it's, uh, ADR, yep, yeah, and they did the they, recording, yep, and and, so and so they changed them, it. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of, and she's a pretty big actress, the one that played Mama Donya, to cast so her. So they to totally cut corpse. her. Then. Yeah, to just lay her as a corpse. You're not going to hire someone of that level to just lay there as a corpse. So I think it really suffered from that. And it was a little cheesiness in the fact, like the thing was like, that's not Black Falcon, Falcon, that's the Captain America. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I did I did like the first time when he's like, Oh, that's Black Falcon, the little kid. No, yeah. I thought that was great. That was great. But, but the, was great. at towards the end that, that line was kind of cringy a little bit. I mean I, I still laugh, but I, I definitely laugh and the fact that Sam and I'm not gonna be too critical because mm-hmm. that really is his people forget that when they discovered him or when Sam uh Steve discovered him he was helping PTSD soldiers. So he's good at talking. And so it made sense. But the fact yeah. that he kind of just chastised the government into doing the right thing on camera. Oh, well, yeah, that that whole speech was uh, too lengthy for me, kind of. Somebody and it, it like, was just really on the nose. <laughs> yeah, somebody definitely been like, shut your black yeah. ass up. So I, I, I didn't really care for that. But, uh, yeah, I didn't either. It, it just it it felt like to me, it, it tried to push some political. It was just uh, it was too heavy handed. I'm trying to find the right words. I mean, yeah. I, I I agree with the issues they were trying to tackle, but you can let's show it instead of you know what I mean. Say it. 
Yeah, yeah. Show don't tell. Good writing. Show don't tell. It. You don't tell it. Uh, yeah, now, that's good writing. That's good You're writing. Right. But uh, now with Loki, um, oh man, it's so much, so much good. Number one, shout out to Tom Hiddleston. Oh yeah, he. Uh, I mean, wow, Tom Tom Hiddleston, man. He, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, whew. Uh, he already was one of the greatest, I think, actors in the entire MCU. Is like character-wise, I agree. He's, he's got a strong, solid fan base. But I mean, he really he went beyond the villain trope, and I mean, he showed some like serious humanity as, Honestly, for as Loki as a character in the not, show. I would not be angry with Loki taking in this phase almost a Tony Stark-like role. Because if you think about it, him and Sylvie, if, and, and my theory is that he just went to, and I'm jumping around, but my theory is at the end, he just went to an alternate universe, and that's why that Mobius didn't yeah. know him. But if it was really that they got rewritten, which is a certain possibility, and they don't know what's going on, him and Sylvie are the only people that know what's coming. Yeah, in the entire multiverse. In the entire multiverse. That puts great importance on him as a character. And mm -hmm. with them already announcing that Loki will lead into Spider-Man, which leads into uh, Doctor Strange, Multiverse mm -hmm. of Madness, which leads into Quantum Mania. I think those are going to be the chapters in that storyline. I wouldn't mind Loki popping up at the end of those movies, like gathering the forces, like, let me tell you what's, what, what's going on and, and what's Well, coming. you know what? We're skipping what if. Mm. What if yeah. is, and then it's in August, right? August 11th, if I'm not mistaken. And they said, they already came out and said that, oh, this is straight up NCU canon. And it's really funny how the, the multiverse has been opened up again and then the next project you go into is the most as wild as you can get for like multiversal stuff yeah and um tom hiddleston was on i want to say jimmy kimmel one of the late night shows and they were talking about what if and mm -hmm. and he pretty much did confirm that this is kind of what happens and i wouldn't be surprised that if we see a end up seeing a live ad a live action version of because they're making pretty much like the Guardians of the Multiverse with yeah. Peggy Carter yeah. as Cap and Killmonger as um, like a good guy. And um, yeah, because he Panther, saves Tony Stark. He saves Tony Stark and Black Panther as a star as Star Lord, which obviously you know we can't do that anymore. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see the live action version of those actors because I believe everyone except for Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans came back to do yeah. uh, their yep. voices. So I wouldn't be surprised at all. It, it, it just leaves a lot of uh, tasty opportunities coming up. So I think we both agree the writing was fantastic. The way that it was shot, the special effects. I love that Disney I mean, the, the special effects for Loki were, I mean, MCU movie. Easily. I mean, it just easily level. Easily. I mean, it, it wasn't lacking at all. No, no. Somebody broke broke the bank, but I mean, they're definitely... Well, I, I forget what they said uh, per episode they spent on Loki, but it, it was the most on all the, the MCU shows, I believe. I believe so, too, because with only having six episodes, and I know they said each series had a budget of about a hundred and... 50 million, which is like what they pay for some of the earlier MCU movies budget-wise. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard to find any bad about Loki. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really have any bad. I know I know. it sounds like I'm shilling right now. Like I'm just totally shilling. But uh, I, I can't think of any bad, really. 
man, I, I have to be completely honest with you. I, I like to be completely critical and forthcoming, and it definitely feels like I'm I'm Marvel tap dancing. It hurts my spirit, but there, I can't find anything bad about it. The only thing that I could say was bad is that I needed ten episodes instead of six. Yeah, like like when the, the, the budget's were, not big enough to give me more episodes because that's um, definitely I could have took ten right easily. I could have took 10, 13, 24. Give me Netflix season, man. Give me 13. <laughs> Give me that end of the six episodes had me feeling real Dave chappelle -ish. I was like, I need Got any episode. more of them episodes, man? I'm like, I need more of them episodes. I'll suck you. No. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it was amazing. Now, um, who, who would you say was the standout? Because there was a lot of standouts. On, on that show. Sylvie. I mean, because we, we we both know that Tom Hills is going to bring it. I, mean, I don't think he's ever brought it this hard in the MCU, though. No. no I mean, no. this is his best performance in the MCU. Honestly, to me, he's now entered that level of where I don't want to see anybody else replace him, which is amazing oh, because... No. They replaced no. him like sixty times in the show with all the variants. If you if you're gonna replace if don't replace Loki, just have Kid Loki pick up yeah. you know the mantle or something. I think we'll see him again in the Young Avengers as well, uh, Kid Loki. I, I yeah, don't I, don't, I don't think they set him up just to never see him again. No, no, I wouldn't even be surprised if we don't see Old Man Loki. Uh, again or classic it, it's it's definitely a possibility because the way he said he tricked Thanos come on now yeah and and I, I love that because that was a lot of theories when people were saying well how did Loki you know did Loki survive at the end of Infinity War and I love how they took that fan theory and made it canon that yes there wow. was a Loki that did that so that was awesome um, to, to I, me that's why I'm so confused is not to bring up WandaVision again but with what they gave us with Loki, they built they built it up with the Easter eggs. Like they Easter egg the the crap out of us that Mephisto was coming in WandaVision, and then it's just it's like no boner. Yeah, I mean I, Loki, Loki just that was like one of the most satisfying season finales I've ever seen, and and most of the episode was them sitting there talking across the desk. I've watched this episode now, and it's been out. 44 hours. Mm -hmm. I've watched episodes five times now. And it's 40 minutes, roughly, of footage. Of those mm -hmm. 40 minutes, 33, if I'm not mistaken, are just them sitting at a desk. And I wow. could watch that. I could watch it over and over, man. If he wanted to talk for a whole hour, I'd have been like, oh, yeah, tell me more. <laughs> tell me more. And I love how they wow. didn't give his name, even though we all knew who it, who it was, the slyness of how they yeah. did that. It, it was amazing. Sylvie was definitely a standout. Um, I had never heard of Sophie DiMartino, I believe is her name. I'm not too familiar. Yeah, I've never seen her before, but man, she she nailed it, man. Killed it. Killed it. And um, I, th I think what, what really brought it home was the natural chemistry between her and Tom Hiddleston. Like, I mean, yes. they just, wow. I've never shipped, especially in Marvel, because they really don't do the whole love thing in Marvel. Like, when they tried mm -hmm. to hook up Bruce Banner with Natasha, I thought that was completely oh, and Please like, don't did they try to kill her in the first movie? Like, when well, you my, my thing home, is, where's Betty? Where's Betty? I mean, Iron Man gets to bring Pepper Potts along into the Avengers movies and stuff. Like, where the heck is Betty? Betty, you know, if everyone I think knows. they just want to avoid Incredible. They just act like that's like the bastard child of the MCU. It, it definitely is. It's so funny how they never really talk about it, but they'll bring Abomination back. They'll bring Ross back, but they'll yeah. bring Betty or any of the, the leader. Although, well, that's what's so good about Loki, not to interrupt you, is all that can be explained by the multiverse now. <laughs> it gives Marvel the biggest get out of jail card. And we had talked a little bit online. It's perfect. I would love, there's a couple things I would like to come from this. I would love for them to acknowledge that this isn't the same roads or halt 
and they could blame you know the multiverse and that like oh that was a variant and Kang slid him in I would love to not only see that but I would love and I've heard it's rumored don't know how mm-hmm. true it is Tom Cruise Iron Man oh. but not just any Iron Man Tom he's like Cruise, evil superior Iron Man oh and yeah the, when, when he was the Axis thing and he was kind of flipped white armor and he had used um what was the he did an Iron Man three. The, it was like extremist tech or something. Yeah, he used extremists on himself, and then he it made him like super vain. It made him even more vain and even more. So I would love for you know a multiverse of madness, strange Wanda, his little crew. I know it's going to be America Chavez, Wanda. Mm-hmm. Uh, I even yeah. heard there was going to be a, a variation of Ghost Rider. Yeah, I've heard they're bringing Nicolas Cage back um, for various Ghost Rider. Please. Yes, please. If you have all of those characters and you have this team and they're hopping the multiverse, I could see Strange saying, we need someone smart. Let's find an Iron Man. And can you imagine them going into, you know, Earth 324 or whatever, and they go to Stark Tower and you see that armor from the back and it turns around when the masks open up, it's Tom fucking Cruise. Can you, I mean, people, there'll be a meltdown in the theater. With the goatee, I think it would do do awesome. And I, I don't want to see RDJ back uh, at, in the flesh. I would love to see him. As in, the um, AI that mentors Riri. Ironheart and Armor Wars. That would that, be so dope, man. That would be perfect. And that's something they could pay him a little bit less. They don't, yeah, dude, he's just doing a voiceover. Doing a voiceover, and then they could literally, you know, use animation, put a digital Tony. Mm-hmm. Well, they did it. They did it in uh, Endgame. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that was a total Easter egg for Ironheart. I agree. I agree. Um, I, I definitely think that's an Easter egg for I, that, and then the scholarship that he gave to MIT and mm-hmm. uh, was it Hulk? No, Civil War. Civil War. Civil War. Yeah, that was another one. That's another one. So that was 2016. I could see her being blipped and, you know, being a student there and getting that grant. And then she's back. And she's back. Wow. That's perfect, man. It's perfect. There, there's so many That's ways. perfect. So many ways they can go with that. And then I want to see a real alternate universe, Robert Downey Jr. and Secret Wars. The moment. It, oh, it, yeah. It, well, it, see, that's that's what Secret Wars is. Is you get you can bring back everybody, everybody, including everybody. I can see Hugh Jackman. I could see us seeing um, because I, I want us to have our own. Well, he teased. Movie. He teased lately. He teased some kind of comeback or something, and he took. He was taking pictures with Kevin Feige and posted a Wolverine. Yeah, on his art. Instagram by yeah. Boss Logic. Yeah, and we know for a fact. Because uh, Patrick Stewart, he came out and said, Tony, uh, I mean. They Kevin approached Feige, him. They approached him. And was like. Kevin Feige approached him about doing something. So with the multiverse, you can have. He turned have it to, down, if I remember right, though. He said he did turn it down. But Jonathan Major said he wasn't in Loki. Exactly. They, they've been, there's been. It's been a few years now where they just lied through their teeth. Yeah, they don't even try anymore. Yeah, they don't even try to dance around it. Tatiana Milani, I believe, was playing She-Hulk. She was like, Marvel? No, I've never even heard I'm of I'm not Marvel. She-Hulk. What are you talking I'm about? Not She-Hulk. What is that? And two days later, <laughs> they were like, she is She-Hulk. So Official. Official. <laughs> uh, just like Toby and them haven't confirmed when everyone knows they're going to be in Homecoming. Like, Oh, I mean, yeah, uh, they're, they're in it. They're Stop playing. In it. Stop the cap. The, Stop the cap. Big cap, uh, they, like no one believes. It's not even a good lie anymore. It's like it's it's the worst kept secret on the internet. The worst. And Jamie Foxx was the one <laughs> that fucked it up because he was just like, mm-hmm. oh, he just came straight out. Yeah, him and Tyrese. Yeah, Tyrese. Tyrese. Tyrese like, he's like, oh yeah, Morbius. He said it like a year or two ago. He's like, yeah, Morbius in the MCU. Like we're in the MCU now. Kevin Feige is looking at him like he's like, man, my, I got snipers on standby, bro. Chill. He, he better he better ask uh, Terrence Howard. He keep running his mouth. 
movie come out and be it'll be ludicrous in the role. <laughs> ludicrous will be replacing Tyrese. Uh. God, it was Tyrese. <laughs> ludicrous was like move, oh, bitch. man. Move, yeah, you better man, chill, bro. Now, uh, <laughs> I, just like I couldn't find any bad, I, I don't know if I could find any ugly about Loki. Yeah, if there's uh, no bad, there ain't no ugly. <laughs> you know, there's no ugly, there's no bad. It's just good, good, and good. It's um, so it's so good. I I I, mean, I can't wait till the next season. Right. That's the that's the bad. That's that's the only that, bad. That good. is the bad, and that is the ugly because they're like season two. But when I I can't. Yeah. See, we you have no idea. I can't imagine it's going to be any time in the next year. It's going to be at least oh, two no. years from now. It's got to be after Multiverse of Madness. It has to be. It has to be. It has to be. We have, just in this year, I believe there's six more Disney Plus products. Uh, before, we have What If. Mm-hmm. We have Hawkeye. Yeah. Yelena's in that. Yep. I think She-Hulk comes out at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and is Moon Knight at the end? No, Moon Knight. I think, yeah, I think Moon Knight is after that, though, isn't it? It's yeah, like the next I, project after that, I believe. I think I had a list. Let's check this out. But there's a lot of Disney Plus products that are... Because basically, there's only a few weeks, a month at the most, I think, in between Disney Plus and and, and Marvel movies. Like, there's always going to be a, a, a project out. Yeah, pretty much. I think there's like a two-week gap between Loki and What If. Okay. And then it it's like it's literally they give and even then like I think this week they're gonna have you know Disney Plus does that review so they'll kind of recap the whole season of Loki and then okay. we'll wait one week and then there'll be I think there's ten episodes of What If that'll take us all the way to September. Oh, and ca- I, not to interrupt you, but I, before I forget, they just confirmed Haley Atwell's Peggy Carter. Is going to be in in a multiverse of madness as Captain Carter. Nice. So that that proves that what if is canon. So oh yeah, it's, they said it's canon ahead of the show. They yeah. said it's definitely MC canon. So we're definitely going to see some of those characters, and and I, I mean the 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 options for Marvel right now. It blows any my brain. any mistake they've ever made can be changed and fixed by the multiverse absolutely as long as as long as we I think the story for this will wrap somewhat in Quantumania but I think at the end of Quantumania we're going to have a new because now with the lineups you can explain mutants you can oh, explain yeah. the Fantastic Four. Now they can just retcon the entire history of the MCU. They were there the whole started. time. Yeah, now to this new multiverse, they people develop differently. Boom, they were there the whole time. I'm curious to see how Shang-Chi, which comes out this year, and Eternals, and I know I'm pronouncing Shang-Chi wrong. I keep saying it wrong. But uh, Eternals, I'm curious to see if that's going to have any impact with what happened to Loki because the thing about Loki when is this going on because the way that the TVA works to Loki it's been like a week oh yeah well see that's the that's the thing with the Loki show is that it's it's outside of time and it's hard to comprehend but if if they reset See, we we still don't know exactly what they did by killing Immortus and and allowing you know allowing it to branch and everything because it could have reset the timeline or multiple timelines or they could just pick up anywhere. Yeah, I think it definitely did because if you think about it, how he explained it, the multiversal war was definitely real. But because mm-hmm. the TVA and, and Amortis' castle, uh, the Citadel, is outside of time, to him, he's almost like a fourth-dimensional being. So time yeah. is just a circle to him. 
And so he, yeah. he can see. That's why he was like, I know what's going on. I know what's going here. And when he said, if you kill me, I think he knows that restarts the cycle. Because if you notice, he said, this will be a fresh start. You know, oh, it feels well, like a fresh start. He, at the same time, he, like he told Loki, said, well, and now you're just going to sit there with all this freedom and, and give up control. And he, when his response was, I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired and I'm older than I look. So right. to me, I felt like he he was ready to die, but he didn't want to commit suicide by proxy either. He just wanted to be able to live in the moment again. Right. And like he said, it felt like a he said it was a fresh start before she killed him or stabbed him. So yeah. he he basically what he wanted was either you kill like he said you kill me or or take over, be my successor. Right. And right. like you said, and then you said again, with them killing him, and I didn't really think about this until you just said that, that it completely reset everything. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what he said. At the end of the day, I'm just going to end up right back here. If you don't take over, what's going to happen is, and as we can see, there's a new TVA, but with a, not the kinder, gentler Immortus. And I, and yeah, now now it's Kang the mother, mother effing conqueror. conqueror. Exactly. I'm just and, letting you know out the gate. I'm coming here busting heads. And I think he's going to portray it differently. I think each version will be completely. Well, he, he's different. just going to be a straight up villain. A straight. Up I feel villain like he's either. just going to be a straight up mustache twirling villain in a good oh, way. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I would love to see him. You know, go back as Rama Tut. And, you know, I was glad they actually cast a, a African-American. A black man, yeah. Black man, so we can actually have a black Egyptian. Um, but man, that, that right that. there is just, mm, oh, dude. man. I would love to see him go Marvel. back and <laughs> introduce a real apocalypse, not that purple thing from... Yeah, uh, give, give me like a seven-foot black man as a apocalypse. Yeah. I mean, if, if Michael Clark Duncan was alive, oh, that's man. my apocalypse right there. Oh, man. He would he would actually have been a perfect apocalypse. If The Rock wasn't such a bad actor, <laughs> he's got the size or something like that of an apocalypse. Yeah, he's got it. But, but he doesn't he doesn't have the range. Like you said, the chops. He doesn't have the, the acting chops. No, no. Especially I don't want no campy apocalypse. I want somebody who's going to give me nightmares. No, 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 not at all. And I, I think what they're going to have to do is kind of how they did Thanos. You know, you get a really good actor and then just digital. Uh, the technology is so good. Like Thanos, I forget. I've seen Infinity War probably 50 times. I forget yeah. it's completely digital. I'm just like, Thanos I do. Yeah, I'm like, he's a hella yeah. actor. And I'm like, oh, wait, this is a, technically a cartoon. Well, see, that's that's where they screwed up with uh, X-Men Apocalypse. They tried to go practical, and they had this little midget man as it, Apocalypse. They got us man. playing Moon Knight. Was, was man, come on. Isaac, I, Isaac, Bro. Oscar Isaac is five foot eight. I'm bigger Stop than it. Apocalypse. That, 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 and he's like 173 pounds. Like, I love Oscar Isaac. He's a great actor, but I would say well, He's a phenomenal head. actor. I'm never going to take that away from him. No, he's a phenomenal actor, and I'm excited for what he's going to do at Moon Knight. Have you but seen Ex Machina? I've seen Ex Machina at least 16 times. That's a, that is a, that's a movie right there. Masterpiece. Masterpiece. So uh, I think we both give Loki just the best scores that we can give. Um, it's a phenomenal show. Acting, cinematography, writing. Uh, cast. I got. I got to give it up to Jonathan Majors, though, man. I mean, because oh, yeah. Tom Hiddleston ain't no slouch, man. And this man yeah. came in there and took. Th this was his episode. Oh man, let me tell you, Tom Hiddleston. I mean, he carried it. Yeah, if that was a fight, Tom Hiddleston got. I would have had to hit him with the "You got not the," because oh, yeah. every yeah every scene, Jonathan Major was. Just, I mean, he just. This is my show. My it's Kang show. show now. Um, he, pulled, he pulled out the eraser. He was like, nah, it's Kang, mother sucker. So, yeah. <laughs> and there's really not anyone in the MCU that can really rock with him as far as his ability. Um, he He's young. He, 
he he could be the big bad for the next eight years if they wanted to. I don't think they're going to stretch it that far. No. Well, see, Kevin Feige said they're going to have these like little mini arcs. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? And you're going to have these um, worldly arcs and, and like street level, you know, earth arcs. And then you're going to have your cosmic level, you know, arcs and everything. And so it's like you're going to have all these little mini stories being told. And, and so I, I figure, like you said, he'll, he'll be like a villain for like a three, four movie or, show, you know, add the show in there kind of arc. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think by the time we get back to Loki season two, um, which I believe will be at least two years down the line, mm-hmm. the storyline with Kang may wrap there um, at, at, in like the final battle between Kang and Loki. And God knows where they can go with that. I almost... I, I wonder if Loki's going to be in Love and Thunder, at least a cameo, because I'm curious to no, see. No, how... they said he's in there. Okay, perfect, perfect. I, I, re- I heard that some or read that somewhere recently he, that he's in there, uh, and Sif is in there. Yeah, I know Sif is in there. I can't imagine yeah. a reunion between him and Thor because at this point it'll probably be a little bit down the line. Because remember, he died in Infinity War, which was well. My five question years. is: Is this? Our Loki and he escaped in the same way that old man Loki did, or is this going to be our Loki from the Loki show? So it's going to be our Loki. I, I feel it's going to be our Loki from the Loki show. I hope if, it is. If you think about it, that Loki is kind of like the same Loki. Um, he's not a variant where he's like alligator Loki or anything like that. No, no, no. He was 100% the same and then just removed in 2012. So he, he just he he came full circle by the end of the show, but not he came more full circle, I think, than our, the Loki in the main MCU. Absolutely. And and, and and but at the same time, they both kind of took on a more heroic persona. Yeah, yeah, I think this one even more so because they both the interesting correlation. They both once they accepted the companionship of their family, once he accepted Thor, we don't have to be enemies, you are my brother. Once he accepted Sylvie and Mobius as a friend and didn't feel so alone, it's really a tragic backstory when you think about it. He has an absentee father, he was adopted and not told that he was adopted. Uh, And he was always second best. Always second best. In the very first Thor, uh, he literally says, both of you were born to be kings, but only one of you will be. And, you know, he's telling you right there, you're never going to be king. It's going to be Thor. And you know... Well, he wanted asked, him to be king of the Frost Giants. Right. And he was born because he was Loki's son. So he so they could make peace. Right. Right. Yeah. But, you know, Loki didn't want to have that. But the character development that he had in this six episodes was more development than he had in eight, nine years. In the MCU, that's powerful. That a, a six-hour show can do that. It, it's crazy, and it transformed him to right now. Loki is one of my favorite heroic figures left in the MCU. Oh um, yeah, easy. You know, without T'Challa, and, and I don't know what what's gonna what they're gonna do with that. I'm curious. I I've written about five treatments that I uh, that I think they could do. So. Uh, I, I feel I'll, like I feel like they're gonna go by this like uh, inspiration from the source material because yeah. they already said they're not recasting, so it, it's right. got to be Shuri. It has I, to be. She's the only heir to the throne. Yeah, I feel it's gonna be Shuri, and I feel Shuri's gonna be the leader, and she's gonna make like a Black Panther force with like Mbaku is a Black Panther. Um, oh, you, like uh, you know how the war dogs are yes. in the comic books? They're they're all like kind of like mini Black Panthers, right? You know, they have right. their suits aren't as good as his, but man, they're damn good. They're damn lethal. And so, you know, I, I, I was good. I wanted to bring up where we think of the future, and I think it's a perfect spot to to end the episode. Where do you mm-hmm. think they're going with Black Panther? Because that to me. That's okay. the one 
movie that has so many options to go, so many ways that I wanted to go. I it's have got big, big, big shoes to fill after that first movie that. And, and Chadwick passing, man. Yeah. I'm really nervous. I'm really nervous because it can. it's a lot of ways it can go wrong. A lot of ways. And I don't want those characters. And they're going big from what I'm hearing. I mean, they're going like all in war with Atlantis or, or yes. Latveria or something. They're supposed to be Doom Atlantis. and Nemo in it. Yeah, and that would make perfect sense. I could see Doom behind the scenes as like this Machiavellian. Well, he's mani- I, I feel like he's going to be the one manipulating yes. them, Atlantis and, and Wakanda, possibly going to war or yeah. or he'll. Or, He'll, he might be behind the coup because what I just recently read that Nimor is going to try to get help from Wakanda for some reason because Atuma and I forget what other Nimor villain are both in the movie. Yeah, they've already been cast. Yeah, absolutely. So Atuma, Atuma is like his arm. You know, like yeah, Aquaman's he, arm. Exactly, yeah. The family yeah. member that wants the crown for himself. Yeah. Yeah, so basically like that, yeah. I think yeah. it was Atuma and maybe... Oh, um, oh man. female. Her name is... Uh, no, Norm... Norm Na- it's, Na- it's like Namor, Norm- but it's like Namora or something like that. Yeah, Namorta or something like that. Yeah, it's like she... Nam- she's she like Namor. his cousin, I think, or yeah, niece is. in the comics. Yeah, she's his, I think she's like his first cousin, like... Like oh, yeah, daughter of the the prince of or, or something like that. But yeah, I could definitely see that. I know Martin Freeman said the script is weird. Um, so um, that's the kind of throwing me off. That could be like you said. He could just be saying, you know what I mean? Like it might not mean what we think it means. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a couple of things. I definitely feel Sherry, especially. You know, she has the, obviously, she's the smartest person at this point. I think she's canon as the smartest person in the MCU. Yeah. Well, uh, other Richards. than Kang. Yeah. <laughs> now, other than Kang. Let me tell you. <laughs> this man's got the, he, I'm going to say, besides the way he played the, the one flew over the cuckoo's nest, where he played it. When he started telling like his background about being a scientist, he was giving me like comic to child vibes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where he's that's just, what I like, was getting. He and he would have been a great T'Challa if they had never cast. Oh man! Cast Could you us. believe? Imagine that. He's they the only never- person I can think of that could step into that role uh, behind Chadwick. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I had um well and him and um the dude from Tenet. David Washington, uh uh John David Washington. John David that Washington, yeah, there you yeah. go. Denzel Sutton. Which I need him in the MCU too, man. In in a heartbeat. I would love him as Blue Marvel. Oh um, I, I would love him as Blue Marvel. I think he has okay. a gravitas that can do that. Uh, especially if they're kind of doing it like Captain Marvel, because I, I I understand Blue Marvel is supposed to be in the Marvels, so it's not just Miss Marvel. Is he? So yeah. Adam Adam Brashear might be in the movie. Exactly. So it's not just Miss Marvel. If he's in that, bro, I'm gonna what? Yeah, it's not just Miss Marvel. It's not just Captain Marvel. It's not just you know uh, Monica Rambeau, who is also uh, Captain Marvel, but mm-hmm. it's supposed to be. Blue Marvel as well, so it's the Marvels, all of the all of the Marvels. So I, I don't I don't want to make it string us out too long, but have have you noticed how it's only her second movie and she's she's like second billing now? I've noticed it because she was so wooden in that. Yeah, role. I know she can act. I've seen her in other movies where she can act. And I think that's one of the reasons they changed directors. Well, and then she she's had a lot of controversy with the, right. the her comments, and I guess she didn't. A lot of the like original original Avengers cast didn't really like her that much. It seemed. Yeah, I've heard those rumors, and I also heard she wanted top billing moving forward. She wanted kind of like that Robert Downey. Yeah. Junior. Oh yeah, she was like throwing her weight around, like she. Uh, OG Avenger or something. Yeah. I wouldn't 
be mad at all if they did the Rogue storyline and made Rogue one of the villains. And you see Rogue get her powers from just draining her to near death. And then the mm-hmm. other Marvels have to help. Uh, it, yeah, and then she like comes back later yeah. or at the end or something. And maybe a little powered down from having, because they made her far too powerful in my opinion, how she was just one-shotting Thanos. I, I mean, she's like Goku. Yeah, and I don't get it because I'm like, that was one thing that I just never understood about the Marvel. The Tesseract did everything they needed it to do from phase one through three. It one time was a power source. Yeah, I was real. I was really confused. It's supposed to deal with space. So what? Why is it giving her the powers that the power stones should be giving her? And what made her so special that she was able to absorb it? It made sense with a Kree because Krees are more powerful than humans. She was well, human. yeah. I feel like they screwed up because in the comics, since they didn't like the woman getting their powers from a man thing anymore, they just did a recent retcon and they said her mother was a was Cree. So she was already a half Cree, and that's why she was able to survive the the explosion of the psyche magnetron or whatever it's called. Yeah. And and then and then Captain Marvel stepped it in to shield her. And that that all that led to her developing her own powers, merging mer- merging their DNA, and I, I, I and the whole pink Cree. I don't even like the pink Cree. I'm like, you mean white people? Because that's what a pink Cree is. It's just well, in the MCU, yeah, it's too long. Like white with weird eyes. Yeah, you, you look at uh, you know, the big blue ones in like Ages of Shield and Ronan, and then they're like the pink Cree, and it's just little. Just a little skinny, bald, and white dude, and I'm like, yeah, why is he so powerful? <laughs> I, I, I don't get it. That's just Jude Law. He has a real bad hairline. I mean, um, they basically made her more powerful than base Thor. I mean, I, I yeah. it's King Thor or whatever he is now. I, I I would I would say they're at least even if he's not maybe more a little bit more powerful than her. But with the axe, he could definitely put it to her. But yeah, I've seen. OP his, man, his new uniform and it looks like he's going for the Thunderstrike Thor. Um, I don't know if you saw it. He has like the the cut off leather jacket and the, the beard and all and that beard, and he's huge. oh, I'm here for it. He's the biggest he's ever seen, and I've also I'm a big heard, Thunderstrike fan. Eric Masterson, big Thunderstrike, and they said um, Jane Foster gets the Milner from yeah. a variant Different. Thor. It's going to be a variant Thor, not our Thor, but a variant. I, Thor. Well, I feel I feel like it's the hammer, maybe from Endgame, right? Um, Did they take that back? Yeah, Cap took it back. He took it okay, back. Okay, he to, took it back to where it okay. belonged. But I think uh, the the multiverse is going to have, especially with Gore the God Butcher. I could see him killing a variant of a Thor. That's coming to help. I, I I can't believe Christian Bale, man. Wow, he's gonna would, he's gonna what? Ooh, <laughs> if, if if he doesn't walk away with, if I don't leave Thor and Thunder, Love and Thunder, with at least putting him on the Thanos level, I'm gonna be disappointed. Yeah, because Gore the God Butcher is a a monster. He's a, a freaking monster. animal. He is a monster, and, and I, you know, with him, there's so many possibilities. Because if he has a necro sword, you then know, that means you know, the king in black, tomorrow. baby, the king in black, and I, it, that's making my nipples hard just thinking about that. that, that that's oh that's one God. of the best uh, event crossovers they've done in a long time. Yeah, in the since comics, Secret War, in my opinion, uh, since the I think yeah. 2015 Secret War. I agree. King of Black is by far the most. Uh, I most totally popular. agree. Oh man, and and especially with this relationship, this working relationship with Sony, um, I don't know if Sony has the rights. He probably does because it's a symbiote god, so I'm sure mm-hmm. Sony has the rights. But I mean, with this multiverse, the the, the door is just wide open. It's just wide open. But uh, Triple B, man, I've had a blast. This has been fun as hell. We're gonna. Oh no to- doubt. We're gonna have to do it again, man. Please, we, let yeah, you know. we we definitely got to do it again, bro. Absolutely, bro. Let the people know where they can find you, uh, your social media details, Discord details, any details you want to get. 
share it with the people because like I said, uh, I've known you for a while and you are, I, I love talking to Marvel with you because you're, we're, we're cut from the same cloth, man. We're cut from the same cloth. So uh, Yeah, because it's, it's like I'll be thinking something and before I even get it out, man, you can already hit, hit it, man. Man, I I want to I want to work for my I would sell my left ball to Joe just right right for Marvel, man. That 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 would be my dream job because I that I tell people that's how I learned how to read. I was reading at a college level when I was in third grade from comic books because I just used to read. Oh yeah, it, it, when I was younger, it always would make me run to the like dictionary. Absolutely. What's that word mean? You know? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Tyler. Shlehan, my na- my last name is S C H L E Y H A H N, and um, also on YouTube you can find me uh, at the Bodacious Black Bat, and uh, that's that's really kind of it right now. Cool. Well, please give him a follow. We're gonna have him back. Um, I'm thinking maybe when What If comes out, we'll catch back up and. and, and oh yeah chat on that man because i had a blast but as always i hope you guys enjoyed this episode we love so like comment subscribe the show start right now let's go like comment subscribe the show start right now